Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Off the Top. I'm your host, Anthony Bonet, and joining me for this episode is Cherry Chick. Yes. Cherry Chick, across mm-hmm. from me from the table. Cherry, how are you? I'm doing good today. How about you? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm always doing great when it's time to record an episode. That's good. I like the energy. Oh, yeah. I hope mm-hmm. that I hope that you use my energy. I am, I am an energy bank mm-hmm. just waiting to be siphoned off. Yes, I'm trying to absorb all that power and energy and transmit it as well. Cherry, uh, tell me, tell us, everybody at home, a little bit about yourself. Uh, what do you do here mm-hmm. at the agency? Uh, yeah, what's, uh, what's your thing? Yeah, my name is Cherry Chick, like Anthony mentioned. I am a third year telecommunication major specializing in media and society, and I also major in Spanish. Um, at the agency, I'm a client success operations manager. That meaning I manage all the account supervisors, project managers, um, basically helping them with training, assisting them with their professional development, things like that, helping with some resourcing. But on the other side, I do the business development team, mostly working with our accounts director, Mark. And then with that, I help with a lot of like client pitches and then creating a lot of different sort of documents that support our pitches like case studies, um, market marketing materials, infographics, things like that. Just it just it's just like a wheel that goes running and running all the time. The new biz team is hectic, but I it's my passion and I really like doing it. And I have a great team that supports me as well. That's great. I love. Uh, I really find inspiration all the things that that you do and what new biz does because new biz. I mean, that's the you guys are are keeping the clients coming. Yeah, you know, we we're done with one client. Well, no, we have another one coming in and it's yeah. even bigger than the last client that we had before. Exactly. Sometimes it just all comes in at once um, without without like any warning. So then the client's just like, I want to start right now. And then we're just like scrambling to like get the team together. And then but then at the end of the day is about the experience that we can offer to other members and making sure that we're hitting on different industries and having clients of different industries so um, everybody would get like a good experience like at the end of the day which is what matters the most <laughs> to, for everybody else at home moving forward off the top is a podcast where students from the agency at uf discuss an eclectic set of topics for your and our entertainment and enrichment audio versions go up every other friday on spotify apple Podcasts, google podcasts or you can watch the video version on youtube hello see if you were on youtube you would have seen that cherry and i just waved but if you're not on youtube then you missed out sorry if you like hearing us in your ear holes please make sure to like give high rating subscribe etc etc that is what keeps the mics and the lights on around here so the for the rest of the format of the show Cherry and I, we came with two different topics. Cherry has one thing that she wants to talk about. I have another thing that we want to talk about. To decide who goes first, I have this pouch of dice, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take out my trusty 20-sided die, and we are going to take sides. (laughs) Take sides in this debate. Okay. In in this, on this, on this die. So there's 20 sides. Mm -hmm. Uh... One of us will take one through 10. The other one will take 11 through 20. Okay. And who, you know, if it lands in that range, then whoever picked that range goes first. Okay. Which range would you want to be? Would you like to be? I'll be one to 10. One through 10. I'll mm-hmm. be 11 through 20. Okay. Do you want to roll? No. No? <laughs> okay. I'll roll. 
13. So I go first. Okay. <laughs> I go first. All right. So it's a uh, fortuitous because I, uh, I I think this goes well with what we were talking about in the opening mm-hmm. uh, with, with Newbiz because I want to take the audience beh- a little bit behind the scenes on the the recent Disney pitch yeah. uh, that that we did. So you and a, a, a great team of, uh, of people got mm-hmm. together uh, a business pitch for Disney mm-hmm. and y'all killed it. Yeah. We're going to be having some business with Disney, Disney coming in soon. Mm-hmm. That's crazy to hear. Y'all are superstars. <laughs> you know, so I guess I want to start from the at the very top and mm-hmm. then kind of narrow down. Um, what's the what what do you know what brought Disney in? Like how did that how did that relationship start? What brought the two sides together at first? Yeah, for sure. So, um this is very interesting actually. We have a UF alumni that works with Disney, particularly I think right now she works with ESPN on like HR and recruiting and things like that. And her name is Diana. And then she heard about the agency and she really likes what we do. So with that, she basically started reaching out to Mark and also the J School in general to see if there are like collaboration opportunities and things like that. And then particularly she worked with um, the department Disney Advertising Sales. So um, she she just wanted to help us build like a relationship between UF and the place that she's working with. So she came to Mark and Olivia and tried to say, hey, like we're really interested. Can we try to see what you can do? And then she also let um, the president of Disney Adver- Advertising Sales um, know about the whole program and then said that there might be some areas that the agency can help Disney ad- Advertising Sales with. And then with that, we can we just move forward with it. So Disney worked out like that. And then I just got to know about it like a bit later because they had some very initial conversations with just like the professional staff. And then Mark just like came to me and told me we need to do a pitch for Disney. <laughs> yeah. And what what goes through your mind when Mark comes to you you're like like hey we need to do this and you're yeah. gonna be you're gonna be leading it. I was I was excited of course like I really wanted to do more pitches and try to lead the team to do more pitches. Um, so and naturally with like a big name like Disney coming to mind like everybody just like goes crazy everybody's so excited about the opportunity so I was very excited but at the same time I was really nervous Mark just like gave me the background information of like what happened and who these people are and he was like okay so we have to create a pitch now and then I I was still like a bit lost I'm like okay what do we have to do what information we have to put what what, do, what are they looking for? I was still like thinking and scrambling. And then um, I asked Mark and Olivia like tons of questions about like what what's needed, um, what should the format be and things like that. So like I don't feel like as lost. <laughs> um, and then but then they told me like really early on, like by the time they told me there's still like a month until the pitch. Uh-huh. But actually, we only have like three weeks because considering there was like spring break yeah. in between and actually right before the week of the pitch. Mm-hmm. So I was like, OK, like I really have to like have this game plan down and figure out how we're going to move this process moving forward. So like after annoying 
Mark and Olivia a bunch of times, just clearing everything up, just to make sure I got everything from the conversation that I wasn't at. And then I just um, start thinking about building a team that would support me in the process and try to like just go from there. Man, that th- I I can't imagine the kind of pressure that you were the that that you must have been feeling because mm-hmm. I, I when I uh, a little bit from my perspective, like from the uh, from uh, from the outside looking in, I remember I was sitting at the conference table in the garage and I was a. Uh, 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 talking, just meeting with Melissa, Melissa mm-hmm. on last episode, project coordinator of the podcast team. We were just, just talking about podcast things, you know, just getting things together, getting things ready, whatever. And uh, we're sitting there typing, and then everybody else at the at the uh, at the table just kind of goes quiet because at the same time there was, I think it was your first meeting mm-hmm. uh, between the Disney pitch team and Mark uh, yeah. at going on at the table on the other side of the room mm-hmm. in the middle of the room it's yeah. everybody just kind of quieted down because you know we heard we heard mark saying oh that all these high-ranking people at disney were going to be there at the pitch and that all these there were going to be all these opportunities uh with all these different properties and, and different things and whatever and that was a cool moment yeah. that was like I, every i know that i knew that everybody at in that room it doesn't matter what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They were listening in on that on that conversation. It was like, oh, what? what? That's happening. What's yeah. happening? What's yeah, happening right now? <laughs> yeah, for sure. When I first like try to recruit a team, I, I always try to like have different people and like give opportunities to different people. So I did send out like a big message and I don't think I've gotten like that many reactions like ever in like the agency mm-hmm. chat on Slack. Everybody, <laughs> it just blew up and everybody was like, I want to join the team. I want to join the team. And then, but then at the same time, like I have, I, while I really wanted everybody to be on the team, like we also had to limit the amount of people and then kind of selectively pick who to be on the team just because like some of them are seniors and then they might not have a chance to actually work with Disney mm-hmm. ad sales when they come in. So I just also took that into consideration. But I just I just felt like how excited like everybody were um everybody was when they um heard that there was Disney and then Mark was like explaining everything and things like that. And I had a really great team. Like the energy was like really high like they were like really active and giving ideas and i i know like even there was like something i could not figure out like i have a team with me that and then they would help me along the way and that's to me very important like having like the team to just support you um and just things like that who was on the team let's uh let's shout out some names let's give some recognition here who yeah was, for who, sure who was on the dream um, team? So the dream team yeah <laughs> right there um we have the project manager who was Kara Kara Stella, amazing project manager. Mm-hmm. And then we have some like research people, which is like Jenna, even she's an ops manager now. She was research based. Um, Jenna, um, Bianca, Ginny, I think was the research people. Mm-hmm. And then we have media supervisor, Summer Lynn, also great. And she helped us with some like social listening, background research and things like that. And then we have amazing copywriters, um, Michael, Michael and Bella. Michael Weinberg, a favorite, mm-hmm. of the, a favorite of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were amazing as well. And finally, like I think the magic makers, I like to call them magic makers because graphic designers like just oh. amaze me all the time. We have um, Olivia, Olivia Burgess, and Ella, who was on the team. Yeah. So what in total then was the time frame of this from from uh, from the time that 
Diana came in mm-hmm. and, and expressed interest to the time that the pitch meeting happened. How long was that? And can you speak to the kind of the the waves and phases of what of what it took to get this up and running? Right. Um, I vaguely remember like the timeline before, like the f- prior to the four weeks that like before that I heard about the pitch. But I remember hearing it like maybe early February or like even in January that like Mark was like, because every week we try to like keep ourselves updated on what are the conversations that are going on, who are the people that we are tracking down Mm -hmm. to try to target for new biz. And then Mark was like, oh, we might have a chance to work with Disney, but it's still like in the conversation because they're still trying to figure out with the college itself. So like I didn't think it would actually be just like, agency focus i thought it would be more like uf focus we would work with the j school on something and then work with disney advertising sales but then but when the time came around like mid-february mark was like oh so disney want the agency to do a a pitch (laughs) and that's crazy right and then actually i think i missed out a really like important point is that even though they were, they might have been looking for us to do the work, but the most important thing is they were looking for people who they can just hire straight out of graduation. Mm. So what they wanted was just using the work itself to for our students, for like everybody at the agency to show their capabilities. So and then get trained by Disney at sales so that they can just hire and create that talent pipeline for them at the end of the day. Um, so like what I said, I like I heard stuff about it really early on about that, but I didn't think that we were going to do a pitch. Then around mid-February, Mark was like, we have to do a pitch and it's going to be like a month later. So like at that point, we were like, sometimes like the agency with the client work and everything, we do everything sometimes like last minute. <laughs> so like this time I was like, oh, wow, we have four weeks. We have so much time to yeah. plan and like things like that. So I just like, but then I also realized there was like a spring break week. So there's yeah. like essentially just three weeks. So the first week I was basically just trying to understand the project and like assemble a team. Then the next week I focused on briefing the team and get work like started, do the research and then get the design of the deck and the copywriting started. And then um, luckily like Diana has been like so, so helpful. So we were able to send like a draft presentation of like what we're going through very informal just to get some of her feedback and then coming back from spring break we just like finalized it um making sure we hit on the key messages in our scripts and then just presented it like but luckily we still had so much time and so much planning Mm -hmm. so we didn't really like scramble Mm. like we usually do at the end (laughs) we were like very relaxed we were like oh Kara was like oh let's do like a run through on tuesday and then do another one on wednesday and then that was it and then we just did the pitch awesome yeah that must have been a huge uh huge like weight off your shoulders to be at the end there to rehearse multiple times and make sure you you get the timing right get the the cadence right get your your tone right get all Mm -hmm. these things right because i mean as i mean as we know now like it it worked yeah it was a it was a, a home run yeah, yeah, Frankly. for sure. Um, of course, we got a little bit stuck at some point. Like, um, even though even though it seems like we have like the structure, we just have to talk about the agency. We just had to make sure all the information flows properly and that it makes sense to Disney advertising sales. And I think that part was like the biggest struggle. And at the same time, like our expertise is Gen Z, but then and then our 
presentation was very focused on Gen Z, even though we do so so many other work in like different industries Mm -hmm. and like different audiences. So we went through a phase where we were thinking, is this going to be too Gen Z? Is the information flowing properly? And it took a lot of, it sounds so simple now, but then it took a lot of like brainstorming and like trying to figure out what the right storytelling is at the end. So everything would just like make sense. And it worked out. Um, Disney ad sales really liked it. And they were like on the spot, they were like, okay, after hearing this, we're going to try to give you like tons of projects for you guys to work on, like on the pitch, like during the meeting itself. Nice. And we were just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> sure you want to think about it first? You don't want yeah. to rush into a decision? <laughs> oh, no. So the, uh, you, you talked about how you were, so you just talked about how you were hesitant about hammering the Gen Z point, mm-hmm. but ultimately you did. So you know, hindsight, yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. It seems simple now, but in the moment when there's, you know, forks in the road like that, when you're thinking about the overall strategy that you want to present, there's yeah. some hesitancy, you know, mm-hmm. even though you have informa- the, all the right information, it's exactly. still, it's so hard to commit to a certain strategy. So what, what made you confident in pursuing that strategy? And for people in the future who are working, maybe it'll be a pitch or maybe it'll be just another, any sort of presentation or any project in general. Uh, what sort of reasoning did you rely on to, to reinforce the, uh, the thought in your head and know this is the right thing to do? Yeah, so like I said, like our presentation was very Gen Z heavy, Gen Z focused, but, and I was worried, like, like I said, like it's going to be too, too much Gen Z. Mm-hmm. By the end of the day, like with a full room of like, Gen Z kids like working in the advertising and marketing um, agency is just natural to have the Gen Z narrative and just to keep that because it is our strength and I don't think we should um, just um, dial it down just because it's too much of it. The At the end of the day, what's the most important is to find like a balance and find like a nuance into it even though we talked mostly about gen c and um things like that and then how like we understand gen c and how we can help you with these insights we did mention that we can still do general market stuff so at the end of the day i think we found out a found a way to just balance the two sides while still like focusing mainly on gen c yeah it worked out really well like the disney pitch was great fun um had a great time and i think the team also had a good time actually we're working on like a little round two of the disney pitch because um disney ad sales came back to us and they were like so we want to have your pitch um circling around different departments of disney as well so they were like can you record a pitch and then so that it's like in a format uh-huh. that we can um, apply it to, like maybe send it to, I don't know, ESPN or like the Disney parks experience and just different departments. So we're doing a little round two this week, actually, as we speak. So the, the pitch is going to go to other parts of Disney and then potentially we'll get projects and things to do from the other parts of Disney as well? Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Just like that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we pitched to Disney advertising yeah. sales, which they work with like all the brands, mostly almost all the brands of Disney, but then there's still so many departments within Disney that they, they want the message, they want our capabilities to circle around um, other departments as well. So maybe they'll also come to us for some projects or to just to create that talent pipeline that I was mentioning yeah. about 
um, that'll be really exciting. We'll see how it goes. Oh, brother, excite, dude! That's so that's so exciting. By the mm-hmm. uh, by the way, you you mentioned the uh, the the kind of the the. Sh- the the role that Disney ad sales plays within the greater function of Disney. But can we go a little bit more into detail about what what exactly Disney ad sales is? Because there's there's so many different segments uh, mm-hmm. in, in Disney. Um, and now there's this new one that we're talking about right now, Disney ad sales, which I'm sure if you're not in the ad industry, you've probably never heard of that. So yeah. what is that What is that role that plays in, in, that they play in Disney? Just to give everybody a little bit more context about where we are mm-hmm. operating in. Yeah, for sure. I'll try my best to explain it like in a way that makes sense. It's still hard sometimes to explain things like <laughs> properly. Got to get out the graph paper, the yeah. whiteboard, <laughs> the bullet lines together. Yeah. <laughs> so like what you said, all the brands that you mentioned, like ABC, um, ESPN, Discovery, Marvel, all that. Um, Disney sales works with all these uh, all these like sub brands of Disney. And what they do is like usually I would say... Um, they would come to they would come to maybe maybe Disney or not Disney Pixar is like having a new movie and they would go to Disney ad sales and be like how do we put this on the market what kind of ads that we have to create and what kind of strategy that would um, help us connect with the audience that we can attract like um, a lot of interest in the movie so Disney ad sales is responsible to create that like advertising strategy for the market and they're also in charge of like getting the ad space and like having um, putting the ad out there and sometimes they also help with like the creative um, part of it I, I also know they do a lot of like brand collaborations other than just working with the Disney brands um, I think one example is a Hulu uh, collaborating with Ford Mm. And basically, I think I saw this little case of like Ford wants to um, introduce their new car, basically. And then they went to Disney at sales and be like, oh, we want to um, show this car to different audiences and things like that. And they'd be like, Hulu would be a good place. And then they basically create these like mini movies as like ads Mm. for um, Ford. And then they placed it on Hulu and they placed it on different like um, TV spots, um, ad spots as well. And for Hulu, what's what's so interesting is like they want to get people to engage in the ad, so they create some strategy just to um, maybe maybe if they they can pick between two ads, like the audience can pick between whether they want to watch this one or the other one, or if they watch the ad, they can um, watch one episode of something like ad free. So like just little strategies like that, and they do like what I mentioned, they help um, the Disney brands to create maybe ads um, create strategy to get their products out there but at the same time they do a lot of like brand partnerships Um, brands would come to them and be like we want to get our product on the disney brands and then that would be another work stream and just things like that there are so many more i think they work with but this hopefully this gives an a little idea on like this type of work that they do and like um how they operate within disney it's so crazy that Disney is so big that they one of their businesses is mm-hmm. advertising. Yeah, Disney in part is an advertising agency. Yeah, that's crazy because yeah, they have access to all these brands, all these different channels, you know, through all these different types of media. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, if you're a, if you're a big brand, then hey, you know, you want to get your brand out there to a lot of people. Yeah, there's Disney. There's Disney with a whole with other ESPN channels, other mm-hmm. e, other ABC channels, all their different brands that you can do collaborations with. All these things that you can just work with. It's it's crazy that Disney has this whole side that yeah. that normal consumers had uh, really 
never see, but that's that, that's an important part yeah, of their business. Exactly, yeah. And yeah, that's Disney advertising sales. They do so many different work, but I think it relates very well to what um, our members are interested in in the advertising industry. So I think a lot of good projects are going to come in, hopefully, that like will help all of us like enhance our skill sets and like uh, experience and things like that. So just to kind of wrap up this uh, this topic here, what do you think... Um, what do you what do, what do you think is the the future? What's on the horizon for the new biz uh, uh, team at the agency? Like uh, what uh, we're working with Disney mm-hmm. right now and we're contracting with Disney right now. Mm-hmm. That that whale is still being you know uh, processed. You know, mm-hmm. That's a huge a huge uh, win that we just had. Yeah. Um, are there any uh, other companies, any other brands that uh, you? have left on your new biz hit list uh to to kind of reach uh, reach out and try to do business with or is there anything on the horizon that maybe we can look forward to uh, with uh, with the agency yeah for sure um that's something that's something definitely that we're working on right now as a new biz team um i think sometimes like it sounds like we just like do a lot of pitches and like things like that but at the same time a lot of them is just they come to us and they'll be like, oh, we want agency to do this and we want the agency to do that. So a lot of the clients they're coming in right now, they're of that nature and they come in at like such like unexpected times. Like for me, um, sometimes the conversation can last for like two months, three months or even more. And then sometimes it it can even be like such a such a short time thing within like one conversation and they'll be like we want to work at the agency but one thing i'm like working on with my team is like for us to start initiating all those conversations and all those pitches i know a lot of the people at the agency want to work in entertainment and some in like the pr and things like that so we're trying to target like we don't have specific names of like companies that we're aiming for but um we're trying to look for like again connection with like gator grads like alumni and things like that and then try to um initiate some conversation in the industries that the agency members are interested in but um right in terms of like pipeline like coming in we still want to aim for some of the clients that we worked for like uber amazon like now that we have like the new social listening tour coming in we really want to get back with like amazon alexa and then we have we were in conversation with t-mobile about potentially doing a project but that was like kind of put on hold so hopefully in like the next couple months we can um collaborate with t-mobile and start something so definitely a lot of like big companies that we're aiming for for sure but at the same time we want to um have like a diverse like um, set of like experience for like the people as well like, it doesn't have to be like a big company with a big name mm. we also work with like smaller companies um that could be more local like the bartram and that would also be v- very valuable i know i kind of like ran in like a circle about what we we're aiming for but um i don't have concrete names but this is like some of the this is some of the pipeline or some of the work streams that we have at new Biz. No, great answer. Mm-hmm. A great trained PR answer for uh, for my question. Okay. Love, to, love to see it. Uh, okay, Cherry, you have a topic that you want to talk about. Yeah. So can you please set it up? What is it? And uh, what, what are we going to be talking about? Yeah, for sure. So um, 
if you guys don't, I, I, of course I didn't mention this, like some of the agency members, uh, agency members would know, I am actually an international student. I am not from the U.S. and I moved here from Hong Kong when I was 19 to start my college education. So the topic I just want to, I want to explore is just like what it's like moving to another country and try to like start your career in a different place, like the challenges, um, the triumphs and like things like that. Does that sound good? Oh, that sounds amazing. I think like I like to take it in like different parts. The first part would be like, what is it like? moving at like by myself to a, like a new country um to a place that i have no idea like where it is and like what it's about to like how i start finding my track and my finding my path here so just to start with again i moved here when i was 19 after i graduated high school and uh uf was very generous to offer me scholarship to attend uf which is something that's like amazing because for like an international to get like scholarship at like a u.s or like a foreign institution in general is really hard so when i was small like when i was around like 14 15 i've always wanted to study in the u.s and i told my mom hey like i want to study in the u.s and my mom would be like it's too expensive you know it's like i don't want to be like in debt after um i don't want to make my parents go to debt for like my education so um when uf came through with like a generous scholarship it's just an opportunity that i cannot like just i cannot give up because it's just so like valuable and rare so i came to the u.s and then i tried to do like a lot of research about like the place like i've been to the i've been to the u.s like once or twice before um before moving here but it was like when i was younger and i was in like california which is like a completely different place and then i was trying to do research on particularly florida and what's um, going on there <laughs> and i just see so many articles about like a florida man <laughs> <laughs> for the woman doing some like crazy thing and i was like this is where i'm going i'm going to the stage where, where there's a lot of like crazy people i'm sure your mom loved that oh you're gonna put me in debt and you're gonna go to this place of crazy people <laughs> cherry sit down <laughs> like there's just like some weird stories like maybe maybe my algorithm was already like i clicked on too many of them and then they keep showing me like florida man fighting alligator or something so the yeah the, the florida man experience uh what yes yeah yeah talk us through what uh what led you to come here specifically yeah um so i've always known uf has like a great program like communications program and I, i'm really interested in like the media and things like that like i didn't i didn't exactly know i was going into like uh, marketing and advertising like what the agency does um but um i was just very drawn to like the different um experiences that you can get with the j school so ultimately i just decided with the scholarship it was just like um it was just like a natural calling, I would like to say. And then it was mm -hmm. just Florida. And then I was just like taking, I was just taking my flight to come here. And then that was like really exciting. And then now I think about it, it was like crazy. Like, I don't know anything about like Florida or like Gainesville at all. I could have just like landed in the middle of nowhere and I wouldn't know where to go. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I was, I landed in Gainesville, um, August, 2019. And then just started my journey from there. Are your parents still in Hong Kong or are yep. they here? They're in Hong um, Kong I have no family in the U.S. Like all of them 
most of them are in um, Hong Kong. They work there um, and things like that. And then just some relatives maybe in like the UK and thing, um, places like that, more like Europe. But in the US, I don't, I didn't know anybody. So coming, coming was like kind of crazy. My parents were trying to find somebody that would like they were living in Florida that they know. So my mom was like, oh, there's this person maybe you can get like connect to who's like living in Florida. But then at the end of the day, it was just I never got connected to that person. I just like figured everything out, like tried to try to figure everything out by myself. Jerry, you're a certified badass. <laughs> Man, coming here at 19 and yeah. coming to UF scholarship getting disney man you're just you're popping off left <laughs> left and right I, I that's that that's really admirable that mm -hmm. that you that you flew halfway across the world across yeah. the entire world to a completely different continent to to pursue your dreams to pursue uh, your yeah your dream your dream was to study in the u.s and yeah. I, and you're doing it and and you left your comfort zone that really speaks to like this pioneering spirit mm -hmm. that that i just love seeing in people and it makes me think man i i i grew up four hours away from here <laughs> four hours is still some distance for, you it's, know? it's some distance mm -hmm. sure but how long was the flight from hong kong uh i took three flights so it was like, three yeah <laughs> damn yeah it was like because i think based on like how the earth is structured yeah hong kong is like florida hong kong's closer to California mm -hmm. but if you're talking about Florida which is like the other side of the US makes like makes it like Hong Kong and Florida is like complete opposite sides yeah of the world so I have to travel like you moved as far away as possible <laughs> yeah. from your home <laughs> yeah I didn't I wasn't thinking about that I was just like yeah US but then I didn't think about like Florida is like literally the like furthest point from Hong Kong probably it is daylight here it is nighttime yes in in hong kong where you yes. came from that yeah. is yeah like we, we, we were thinking thinking about the map like that yeah we mm -hmm. you know we have some sort of oh yeah the this state is over here this country is over here it's about yay hours mm -hmm. you know flight whatever but yeah you, know, you think about the curvature yeah of the earth and it's literally like yeah i mean right but right beneath our feet mm -hmm. is so, you know, <laughs> something something else something completely completely different man three flights mm -hmm. and me yeah comparing that to my my four-hour drive man i mean i uh, my my parents are like no don't leave, <laughs> don't leave. <laughs> and, and and you know sometimes i get homesick but i can just i can just go whenever i want and mm -hmm. drive right down i-75 visit home yeah you know, whenever whenever i want but you, like you can and i hope i'm not like uh bringing up any uh not to, not to make this sad or anything but yeah, yeah. i'm just I, I i'm saying all this to just hype you up because that is that's so, it can't be understated how courageous that is, yeah, how inspiring that's, that's that is. That's crazy. But I was so tired with like the long flights after like two times because I came here like the first time and then I get, I got to go back. Like it was like before COVID, it was a December before COVID and I got to fly back and I was so tired of these flights and like such like long hours. And I told my parents, oh, like maybe next like Christmas, I would not come back just because like, I'm so tired of these. And then my parents were looking at me like, are you serious right now? You live like halfway across like the world and you're not gonna come back to see us. And then COVID happened either way and then changed everything. I haven't been back to Hong Kong since um, 2019, December. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
so Jeez. it has been quite a while it, it's a huge like definitely learning curve like because it's like the first time i'm living like not only like so far away from home but living like by myself here um it's definitely like a huge um challenge and a lot of like different things that i tried to like learn along the way some like struggles but um at the end of the day it was like it happened for like a good a good time i would say man so what are the uh, what are some you you were talking about differences mm-hmm. earlier? So what are what are some of the the fun differences, the serious differences? Like what a what 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 was the what was the learning curve like? Yeah, for sure. Um, if we talk about differences, um, I Hong Kong is a big city. Like it's a it's not like a super huge city, but it's like a city with like if you go there, it's just top buildings like super tall buildings so one of the big shock coming here is definitely the space that is here like the buildings the buildings in hong kong are so close to each other they're like one right after another but here it's like there can be a one little short building here and then another one that's like um way down the street and things like that and then the tallest building here I know it's like Beatty Towers with like mm-hmm. 14 floors or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have like, we have some buildings that go up to like a hundred something floors. So that's like huge difference. Like I can see the sky so clearly every day now. Like I'm not like looking up and I see like tall buildings covering everything. The, the weather is definitely really good. Um, of course, there's still some similarities like both places, Hong Kong and Florida, in in this like kind of tropical, humid zone. Um, but Hong Kong, when it rains, it rains like for like a long, long time. Oof. So like, and then sometimes like the days are sunny, but there it's not as sunny as here. So th- th- those are the things I really appreciate, like the weather. Um, sometimes it's too hot. I feel like it's very hot, but still like the weather with like house clear the skies are um just very simple things like that i'm very grateful for um i think one of the some of the most more like serious um serious differences is like the transportation um i don't have a car here so i think it's like kind of difficult to go like to different places sometimes because in hong kong we have a uh is a city and we have a very good public transportation system so i could basically go anywhere anytime that i want and i can reach every single part of the of the city but here um we have the buses but the buses run mostly to like uf and if i want to go somewhere during the weekend it's just it's just harder so i think that's one of the biggest differences um of course like the prices different but not like too big of a problem or anything like that so just to let I me mean, take a more reflective tone mm-hmm. now, I I, I want to just ask like, has it uh, how has I mean, just how's the experience been? Has it been worth it? Has it been uh, everything that you thought it would be? Uh, did you did you think you made the right choice? You mm-hmm. know, like uh, I, I'm really I'm, I'm just really curious because this is you know, you're you're doing something that is way bigger than any decision I ever had to make in my life. So mm-hmm. I'm. I'm curious about what your, you know, what your, where your mindset is at right now. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it's like hundred percent worth it. Like no regrets at all. Like the experiences that I'm getting here, um, the opportunities that I'm going to get is definitely like one of a kind. Of course, like when people think about like moving, it's just like, oh, you're, you're like, um, 
you're just like developing your career or studying or whatever but there are so many small little steps that come along in the way that i i consider them like little triumphs that i would not forget like in the two years span that i've stayed here two years and a little bit more i learned how to drive and i got my driver's license that's one thing i like managed to get like some jobs on campus and then I developed, opened my social security account and things like that. Um, even though they're very like logistical and boring, they're like, they're small steps that like, that are like, that shows that I'm progressing and like assimilating into the country. Um, at the same time, like getting a driver's license is just like so big. I was like so excited when I got my driver's license and I could like rent a car and like drive around and things like that. And then in terms of like the experience, like definitely like for my career, I think it's way better that I'm here than I am um, in Hong Kong. Hong Kong is like have great opportunities over there, but they're very um, finance based. Like it's a very businessy um, city in that way so here in the U.S. you can go you, there are so many states and there are so many different companies that I can work with that I think is very valuable and of course like with the agency it's just like that I feel like here at this rate I'm like top of the top like I being in here at the agency and working with like new uh, clients there are like real world and then you can apply your skills I think it's just like super valuable and I really really enjoyed the whole experience so far that's 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 great that i'm so i'm so happy that it's been worth it mm-hmm. yeah i'm so happy that you know because uh, I, I, I asked you that question and i was thinking oh i hope she doesn't answer oh it's been terrible you know? <laughs> no, that was, but, no thankfully yeah it's for been, sure it's there, been, it's there been, are things that i like miss for sure like course. um transportation is one of them definitely um food is another one that oh. i really miss uh-huh. um but i was like lucky enough that i got to travel like a little bit around um to like other cities to like chicago and like new york and things like that and got to i think experience like the same level of like quality in terms of food so i'm very very happy about that like coming here i realized i'm just like I grew up in a city and I need to be in a city. So even though I really like UF, I really like the experience. Sometimes like I just want to get out. And in the US, there are just so many places you can see that's like worth it. No, I just want to ask, well, how was your first night? What was your first night like? And then waking up the next morning here. Oof. I think I was just really, really excited. I was like, I'm going to like watching so many like movies about like colleges and universities of the u.s growing up it's just like i came here the first night i was just like i can't believe i'm here like this is like crazy i was so quick like i i stayed in like the dorm um i stayed in like simpson hall if anybody knows it Um, shout out simpson hall yeah (laughs) and then i just I was so excited. I just decorated my room right away. Uh-huh. And then I went like shopping like of like um of like pillows and like uh, match not mattress, like the cover for the mattress and things like that. And just so excited to get it going and get it like all started. So um but then I, again I was like super tired from like my very, very long trip as well. So I just like crashed right away. <sighs> And then I think it was rainy. It was like raining the first week that I was here. But I just remember having, 
I just remember feeling very high energy and just like having a lot of motivation to get this like new journey started and just see what it's like living in the US, like studying in like a university of like this size. Um, and then after that nights, it was just my first semester was like pretty fun. I would say I had a lot of fun and things like that. But then of course, like with COVID, it changed, it changed everything. And then like, sometimes I do miss home and then it, that becomes like a little bit of like a struggle. But at the end of the day, uh, generally I have like a really positive energy, energy and I try to do different things. So that's my mentality when I was like coming here, just be like active and like um, try to go to different places and like things like that. Um, so yeah, that, that was how like my first night and like the other nights went by. And now like I'm at this stage that like, I'm going I'm going to be going into my senior year soon and just finishing it off. Yeah, I, I always I like asking people about about their first nights because when you have sleep, sleep is one of those things that are, you know, anchors in our day, right? Mm-hmm. You know, waking up, uh a shower, you know, if you're showering, right? <laughs> <laughs> shower people out there <laughs> and then and then going to sleep you know yeah. like there there are things that you know our days are bookended by these things mm-hmm. you know and then when you have you know this sleep and then it's taking place now in a completely different country yeah. it's taking place in a different city it's taking place in a, just a different place altogether mm-hmm. and it's like huh it's 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 beautiful how like you know we're experiencing the same thing, you know, yeah. like going to, everybody goes to sleep the same way. Yeah, Everybody exactly. lays down, close their eyes. You know, I haven't mm-hmm. heard of any horse people that sleep standing up. <laughs> <laughs> we all, we lay down, we close our eyes. Uh, you're, we're all experiencing the same thing, but oh, now it's in a different place, mm-hmm. you know? So it, I know whenever I go on long trips, um, uh, like I'm going on vacation, coming back, it's like, and I, and I lay down uh, for, I just noticed the Hong Kong sticker on your, on your laptop. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I uh, come back. I'll come back from a from a late from a long trip. Go to sleep. It's like wow. I am starting. I'm ending my day mm-hmm. the way that I ended my day yesterday. Yeah. But now it's in a completely different place. Exactly. And yeah. and this and, the, and when we're talking about first nights, mm-hmm. that's like that is that is an important yeah. sleep. That's an important first night because then that sets the tone. tone yeah. That exactly. Sets the tone. My my first sleep here. My first night uh, when I moved. Out, moved out from my parents was really late because we had uh uh my my room my parents uh you know they came they helped me move they left um my roommate's mom was uh, here helping him then she went to a hotel and then we had friends over and mm. we stayed up till like two in the morning <laughs> just talking and then for whatever re- they left for whatever reason it said you know now it's a great time to clean my bathroom so mm-hmm. i like bleached my entire bathroom at like 2 30 in the morning <laughs> like oh great <laughs> then, I, then I, I but then you know i i put my head down and i i i went to sleep and i'm and, and i'm laying there in bed like i was just in naples florida 24 hours ago mm-hmm. but, sleeping just like how i am right now yeah but when i wake up tomorrow it's gonna be completely different yeah you had like lots of energy for your first night as well you're talking about like <laughs> hanging out with friends and i'm like at 2 a.m you were like i'm gonna bleach my bathroom <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah just it's it's funny how the uh when when things are new it's just mm-hmm. go. Yeah. go 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 yeah for sure for sure mm-hmm any other things that you wanted to say about your experience? You were going to say something before I rudely cut you off with my question <laughs> that I forgot. Yeah, no worries. Um, so I can just speak a little bit about like, like, 
building like a career in the U.S. in like a different country is just like very very different. Um, and at the end of the day, no matter like where you go, if you go to like a foreign country that's like not of your nationality, you're gonna you're gonna face struggle and trying to like get jobs and like trying to assimilate there and things like that. And right now, like approaching end of junior year, going into senior year, one of the biggest like in in a way it's a fear, but in a way it's not like a I, I see it as more of like a challenge, a little obstacle, is to get um get hired in the U.S. That's definitely one of the next big steps, especially in in like a in the marketing and advertising agency where I want to work at agencies that are kind of doing the same thing is is definitely really hard because um they would be more hesitant to hire you just because that like, you would require sponsorship. Um, and things like that and that definitely um, can bum me down or bum a lot of people down a lot especially knowing that like maybe it's not of your maybe it's not because you don't have enough experience and things like that but it's just because there's this little paperwork that like blocks you from um, potentially getting all these opportunities but at the same time I understand it's just something that I believe I have to get through and try to act smart and find like the companies that have the capacity to hire maybe um, international students and things like that to like keep moving forward I think one of the biggest struggle maybe in, in the industries or companies is one like um, hiring and sponsoring visas is very expensive mm-hmm. and at the same time second I feel like there's a lot of um, there's like a lack of information of, of what it's like to hire um, international students as well at, at some companies because right now like I do not need any sponsorship like I would need sponsorship after like one year after I graduate so um, I feel like sometimes like as now I'm also trying to apply for like opportunities somewhere else like internships and things like that like I do see that like some employers are more like hesitant um, even for like an internship opportunity just because of like the status which is sometimes heartbreaking but um, you just have to kind of see it in different ways has how has the search gone for you do you have uh, anything any internship opportunities coming up for you over the summer yeah um, so I'm still in the progress of doing like a lot of it like I have like several that's in like the process of interviewing so this week I'm like interviewing like almost every day at like different companies and agencies but I did get like it's heartbreaking sometimes like use this word a lot because I had a really great conversation with one of the talent recruiters like maybe one week two week ago and then she was very confident that we want to move you forward and have you speak with these other people and have like a second interview and things like that. But then as we were trying to schedule it and she has she had more like he had she had more internal conversations about my visa status and everything. Like she was really nice. She just called me and say, hey, um, even we might not be able to we just want to let you know there we might not be able to extend this to like a full time offer after the internship because because um of your visa status we would not be able to sponsor you and when i applied i knew it like but i just want to try to get an internship and but i was like 
I forgot sometimes these internships, they are looking for people to hire yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So they were really keeping that in mind. And she, I was like, she was like, we, we just want to let you know that. And we don't want to like limit you to this like opportunity. There might be other places who might be able to hire international students. But as of right now, we just don't. So I'm not sure if it's worth moving forward with this like opportunity. Um, but I was just like, let's just see how it goes right so i still send her the times and then she said she was she was gonna schedule it but at the end like they decided against it either way like she was like oh um i believe this would just be like a heartbreak on both sides because i really like you and i think you will fit well here but then at the end of the day if we cannot hire you at the end like it just won't work well for like the company it won't work well for me so that was like a really um when I hear it, I, I was like, I knew it. But at the same time, it was just kind of heartbreaking because I know some companies, they might want to hire um, some international students, but there's just that barrier there that they might not be able to pull through and like be able to do it off like funds and everything. So yeah, there are just like things like that in my internship process, but I know it's going to happen. But at the end of the day, I just try to like um, go for whatever opportunity I can and just see how it goes like there's one that works out this way there might be another one that work out better and they might have more um, capabilities and they might have more desire to hire um, international kids so what uh, what advice would you give to other international students who are going through the same kind of experience that you're going through or maybe they're having hard a hard time finding internships or jobs because of this uh, because of their visa status and then um, and then apart from that just uh, uh, assimilating in general making make you know working through life here what advice would you have for them I think one very important thing to like in terms of like assimilating maybe one day you want to move to another country no matter where you go I think one important thing is to stay active which is very general advice but be active try to talk to the, the people um, everybody has different experience and then they have a different way of life and then different advice on how to, how to manage certain things just talk to as many people as possible interact with them and then with that, you'll get like support even in a new country that you're not familiar with, like make new friends and like things like that. And then just do a lot of research in general. If it's like not just for not just for assimilating into like a new country, but also for like internships and like careers and all that. Just make sure you're continu con continuously doing the research that is needed and finding the right information. Like the more you know, the more you know how to. Um, how to not like beat the system but like pass through the system mm -hmm. or like excel even though you there's like barriers that prevent you from doing so so i think that's like the biggest takeaway like stay active like in a way talk to people like learn from other people at the same time like try different experiences um i know like now that i found the agency and it's like i've think it's the right place for me i joined so many like i joined quite a few random organizations before i came to find the agency and got to work here so just continue to try different things um, so you can learn different areas and find your passion um, talk to different people learn from their experiences and just do your research like um, and just go for different opportunities like uh, the the great thing about my 
internship application process is just it's just like I try to read to make sure they hire international people or there's no restrictions that's the first and just try to apply for so many different roles that like that's off your that might be of your interest because you in in this early on in your career you just never know so yeah that's what I would say to do cherry wise words <laughs> wise words dropping truth bombs mm-hmm. popping off everywhere the cherry episode that's uh that's probably what I'm gonna call this episode. Just a, a all it, great great stuff. It was really really great doing this. Uh, it's been it's been a hell of a ride. We're mm-hmm. going on a, a little over an hour twenty oh, right wow. now. Yeah, that's surprising. Mm-hmm. Did it feel like an hour twenty? No, it did not. That just flew by, right? Yeah, that's great. Just I lo- vibing out here. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. I love getting uh people who most people at the agency have not ever recorded podcasts before mm-hmm. so uh, it's always great you know sharing this experience like oh i was been there and everybody's always the same like oh it's already it's already what it's already been that long what? yeah exactly like oh but no this was great mm-hmm. cherry uh are you active on social media do you want people to follow you interact with you um <laughs> i am active more active on like twitter like where i do my um ESPN coverage of like different sports um, additional information I just I am a sports reporter with ESPN Gainesville right now so if you want some sports coverage you can follow me there and check out some of my articles on the website as well but yeah I did not know that you did uh, uh, ESPN reporting yeah I think our next episode is going to be about we're going to be we're going to be talking some sports <laughs> yeah oh uh, what, what what what's the account uh, that you uh that you do the yes uh, is it just ESPN uh, um so or? for like personal in-game coverage is um my is chick underscore cherry uh-huh. and then you'll find sometimes when i go to games i'll do live coverage of the sports and then if you want to read the stories of the games that i covered you can go on the website espn gainesville or just look up my name you'll probably find it cherry chick on espn gainesville how's <laughs> yeah. that that's a, that's a good ring to it mm-hmm. this is cherry chick reporting for espn gainesville that sounds <laughs> awesome that's a great oh uh man yeah so uh yeah i on uh on on the internet you can find some of the things that i write on my medium blog medium.com forward slash at anthony bonet i write things about video games and short stories sometimes i really need to update that soon before people just begin to realize that it's just the same thing (laughs) and then uh i make uh i make games sometimes i'm in the i run the game developers association you can find some of my games at anthony-bonet.itch.io um, and remember that you can find that this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and you can find the video version on YouTube. If you want to like, comment, subscribe, give high ratings, we'd much appreciate that. That really helps us get discovered and helps grow uh, this community that we have here. We want p- as many people as possible to hear what Cherry has to say. <laughs> don't 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 put her down. Let's let's get out let's get out there. Like the excitement, yeah. Like good? <laughs> that was good. <laughs> good, good. Follow the agency on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, LinkedIn, uh, the agency at UF. Some of those require you to put an at in front. Some of those don't. The agency at UF at all of our social channels. That's where you get updates on the podcast. We put clips that tease uh, the following episode the day before. So you're listening to this. Maybe you saw the, the teaser clip for this episode. You can also click the flow code link in the episode description and find everything that the agency does on there. This has been Cherry Chick. Mm-hmm. On the other side, I've been your host, Anthony Bonet. And until next time.
We'll see ya. See ya. Bye. Thanks, y'all.